Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 19. I'm Christina Suzama, your host of this program. Thank you so much for joining me again as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and modalities of helping us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet and those who will inspire others to make these life changes. You know, almost daily, um, I hear people talking about health or the health of a loved one, you know, how they're dealing with doctors and hospitals, the frustrations that they're running into of, you know, communication and how and, you know, when you have come down with an imbalance, um, an illness, and sometimes life-threatening, we're so stressed. Our bodies get stressed. We're stressed, and already we are stressed with this illness. And then to have on top of it, you know, the dealings with the insurance companies um, and the multiple, multiple doctors that you might be seeing or uh, being introduced to. And I'm saying this as, you know, if you're an individual who's going through it or if you are actually assisting another, you know, and being on the outside of it, you'll understand understand that this is an adventure that begins to unfold um, that is not always so fluid because we don't deal with this every day. Our guest here today, it is her passion to help us with that adventure that we may go through one day or we may be going through today. It brings me great honor to welcome Shar Brooks whom was an attorney and a life coach and now a teacher and coach to help those who are going through this adventure at this time. Hello, Shar. Welcome to Hi. the show. Thank you so much, and thank you for the privilege of speaking to your audience. I am honored to be with you today. Thank you for being with us, Shar. So, Shar, um, I would love to share with the audience a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, your journey up until this point, um, you know, your life and what inspired you to create what you have created at this time. Well, thank you so much. I, I would love to share that with you. Um, I'm 57 years old. Um, my journey with this particular work began when I was a young child and sitting on the curb with my mother my mother was my very best listener. Mm. And my other role model was Barbara Walters, who was <gasps> the very best questioner yes. in her young journalistic days. And I studied those two, and I was enamored, absolutely enamored with the English language. Mm. Um, I went to Michigan State, got my degree in communications and pre-law, went to law school, met my husband my ninth day. <laughs> and um, it was love at first sight. I'm very fortunate and honored to say that. And making a long story a little bit shorter, um, unfortunately, about when my son, when my second was six months old, my husband developed a brain tumor, which was um, inoperable. And six different medical facilities all agreed it was inoperable. I believe that was actually a blessing to get six wow. medical facilities to six agree. Six facilities? Six facilities. Yes, this was in, he died in 1992. He lasted about 22 months. 
Um, and his, his situation presented like an Alzheimer's case, mm. except he was 35 years old because mm. of where it was in his brain. Uh, many years later, my brother also had a brain tumor. His was operable in the frontal lobe. Mm-hmm, His presented with more physical abnormalities. But what I took from both, I was very involved um, in both as a caregiver. And what I took from both was that often the left hand or one doctor did not know what the other doctor was doing. No. And in this case, these two gentlemen both had caregivers. My brother had a wife and I was my husband's wife. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was our job as patients or as their caregivers to really communicate clearly with the doctor so that the doctor could help them. And then it was our job further to make sure that each doctor knew what the other one was recommending. Mm. And I later had my own scare with kidney cancer. And when I went through this as both a patient and as a caregiver for myself alone, then I really got how important the communication process was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was the one who was best able to express what was going on with me. And I was the one who was in charge of making the choices. And from that, I developed this book, Patient Power, Get the Health Care You Deserve. And the purpose of the book is to give a structure and a system mm-hmm. so that we can communicate effectively, so we can make sure that we understand what our providers are telling us. And lastly, so we can make the decisions that are right for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, so you yourself even um, encountered the imbalance of cancer. Correct. I fortunately did not have it, but I have had other, I have had a situation of insomnia and some mood issues and some pain issues that I've had to deal with on a managerial basis. And so the other component of this work is managing chronic conditions, Mm. things that don't necessarily go away forever. You relapse, you get better, you have flare-ups. And when I say you, I mean me, of course. And I have to manage those things with appropriate help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. So through all your your adventures is what I got. Yes. <laughs> yes. Quite, quite a number of them. And um, I, I hope that your brother fared well through his surgery and is it has found his balance now? Uh, his balance is on another plane, and it was a peaceful transition for him. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, I, I like that you chose the word adventure because it's hard for us to see the adventure when we're suffering. It's yeah. hard to see the adventure when we're a patient. No one wants to be those things. But you know what? This is life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. we don the things that we don't necessarily want. And when we embrace them, and use our words to communicate and ask for help, they do become an empowering adventure. Correct. Correct. That's what I want for everyone involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've chosen that word adventure because as I, as I work with people, you know, who are in the midst of transition or who have had uh, major health issues, you know, in my, t- in my experience, you know, they're hearing so much of, you may have two months, you may have three months, you, oh, this won't change and that won't change. And I always say, you know, if we look at it as an adventure and we're walking along this path and then there's, you know, a stream that we have to cross, we have to figure out how to cross it, we can cross it. We might get a little wet, but we can cross it. <laughs> you know? So 
Um, and I always say to people, please don't tell me that we cannot change something because I always strongly believe we can. There is a strength in the belief. There is a strength in in who we are as people. And as you say, it's the empowerment of knowledge. It's the empowerment of communication, which is, is really the driving force behind what you're doing and helping others find. Um, it is finding the simplicity behind that because there's so much that comes at us all at the same, or it feels like so much, it feels daunting. And uh, so what you're sharing with everyone is basically um, the simplicity of putting it into a step-by-step -step process, is it not? Correct, very well said. It is the simplicity and the structure of articulating what's going on in a way that a healthcare provider can hear you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting to where um, if we ask people on a daily basis, like if they say, oh, I'm hurting here. And I very often say, what does it feel like? Well, it hurts. What kind of hurt? You know, <laughs> it's all those really minute, like fine tuning the articulation. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes your provider, often your provider will ask you, when did it start? Mm -hmm. What makes it worse? What makes it better? Those are all really good questions. Then it's our job to answer it. Mm -hmm. When did it start? Well, many times people feel when they have back pain, it's been going on forever. Or on the other extreme, I don't really have it. It disappeared as soon as I walked in the office. Mm -hmm. Neither mm -hmm. one of those are probably accurate. It's probably not been going on forever, and it probably has not disappeared the minute you walked in the office. Something <laughs> happened in between that made you make the call. Um, and that's where accuracy counts, you know, and that's where consciousness counts, which is something yes. that you're building through your uh, platform here. Mm -hmm. That's where paying attention to ourselves counts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. It's really about um, becoming aware of uh, all the different stages of of what we're going through. And yes, when, when you are going through pain, it's hard to think about, you know, after the second, after like the 24, 48 hours, it feels like forever. <laughs> Correct. Of course. Of course. Yes. Understandably. And it's not all on us as patients to have all the answers. That's why we're asking for help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But we want to ask for help in the same language that the doctor speaks, which doesn't mean talking in medical terms. It means it started June 25th when I was on 30 milligrams of vitamin C. And um, when you moved me to 60 milligrams, it went away. And then when I went to 80 milligrams, it got it. I started getting dizzy and I use vitamin C as the random choice for whatever substance you're using to help yourself get better. Right, right. That's wonderful. So when you're giving them that kind of specific information, instead of it's been going on forever or it went away as soon as I saw your face, big difference. They can tell you something that might be helpful. Right, right. So, um, Shar, when you... Uh, work with people, you are working with them on individual basis, uh, coaching them, or um, are you coaching them through the phone, Skype, 
I've done many things. I have had a teleclass called Your Health, Your Way, mm -hmm. which manages the ups and downs of mood instability. I've done live workshops in my own community. I do consults mm -hmm. over the phone and over Skype. Wonderful. And and so it, isn't it wonderful how handy it is to communicate with people these days? <laughs> it, and it gives people a sense of ease to be able to see you and speak to you personally as well. It's a blessing. It's a complete blessing of this age. And it's interesting because we now have electronic medical records coming into play, yes. which is taking away that hand-on-hand -hand experience between patient and healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. And healthcare yeah. providers are getting really upset about this, some of them, because they're turning into data entry people. And patients are getting really upset because they're not feeling like the doctor's paying attention to them. Right. And that's why it's especially important that we communicate clearly. It's especially important that we listen to what they have to say and make sure we get it right because their attention is distracted. In well, 2014, yeah. electronic medical records are going to be mandated. Mm -hmm. And providers, good providers, what they love, what they really love is looking for that nonverbal communication that we give them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, assessing you as they're looking at you. And so some of that we now have to do orally so that yeah. they get it because they're looking at a screen sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I wish that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a position to change that. I am in a position to help patients and providers communicate effectively. It is my hope that providers get to do what they like to do best, mm -hmm. which is evaluate and treat patients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that patients do what they do best, which is talk about what's wrong and what they need help with. There's this expression, it's called know your role. I believe in that, you know, we want to work together. We don't want to ask providers to be patients. We don't want to ask patients to be providers. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I do believe that as well, um, you know, just working with, uh, uh, as I say, individuals who are always uh, struggling with their, their providers, etc. cetera. Um, there was a time, and there is a generation, I, I, the different generations have a different approach because I do believe that there is this one generation where, you know, the doctor knows best. The person that's standing there in that white coat knows best. And, and um, I know that's within my mother's generation. And then comes, you know, our generation where in the beginning it was like that, but now we're beginning to question a little bit more. We're beginning to communicate a lot more. And then the generation that is following now is very much sort of in command of a lot of, of things as well. It's like they want to know more. They want to know why and the hows. Um, they're questioning even more now because of, you know, what they've seen, you know, whether it be immunizations for children, whether it be, you know, what, what's happening with themselves, uh, what are their options. Hence, why the world of um, integrative medicine is is becoming uh, more available to everyone. Yes. So now, uh, with what are, what do you feel, Shar, when you are working with people, is one of the main hurdles 
that that they have to sort of get over to create the flow for them in this world of communication? What a great question. What a great question. And the first hurdle is nobody wants to be a patient. <laughs> nobody wants to be a patient. Nobody wants to be in that position even for a minute for the most part. Even those people that are so-called hypochondriacs, which I don't believe in the term, mm -hmm. no one really wants to need help. No one wants to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is the first hurdle is that you have to realize that for this moment in time, on this issue, you are a patient. And to one degree or another, it's affecting your life. And sometimes your family or your loved ones are not the ones that are in the best position to help you. Perhaps they're burned out. Perhaps they aren't capable of helping you, despite the fact that they love you very much. Perhaps there's friction there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you need another way to be able to talk it out. Maybe your friends are sick of listening to it. Maybe you're sick of telling your friends about it. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I'm sure you have too. Even the most compassionate heart only has, a, you know, so much that they can shoulder. And yes, we grow our compassion, but it's, it's to be spread around, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sometimes you need an objective person who's been through it, who gets it, who understands it. Mm -hmm. um, in the 12-step program, they say nobody can talk to an alcoholic like another alcoholic somebody who's been there. And I am not an alcoholic, but I do know that someone who's walked the journey can often communicate with another in a way that others simply can't. Mm -hmm. And that's where my work comes in. I haven't seen it all. I haven't done it all. Of course, I'm human. But I've been in the role of caregiver, mother, patient and advocate for myself, attorney for others, coach, that I bring a plethora of skills to the situation that I really do feel that I do have the capacity to listen and to understand, to empathize and suggest structure. And that's what I can offer. That's, I believe that's my gift. Well, I, um, really, um, with your background, uh, which we didn't fully share that, you were an attorney within this realm of the health industry as well, were you not? Yes. I worked for Michigan Health and Hospital Association. So I represented hospitals throughout the state of Michigan in unemployment hearings. There were 140 hospitals that I represented. What causes employees to quit or be fired from their job is very fascinating. There are at least seven sides to that story. Mm -hmm. And this is in the days before ER and other programs of that ilk. But I learned what goes on in the healthcare system from the inside out. I learned it from the management point of view. That was who I was representing. And I learned it from the employee's point of view because, of, of course, everybody's an employee in a hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, a doctor's an employee, a nurse is an employee. So it was fascinating. And I did this after I was married to my husband but before we had children and before he was diagnosed. So it was kind of perfect that I got to learn about hospitals from the inside out because 
you know, quite frankly, when he was ill and I needed to talk to the neurologist, I would ask the janitor what time the neurologist comes in. Mm. I wouldn't ask the, I wouldn't ask the secretary, the janitor and the housekeeper knew more. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, I, I wouldn't ask them for a medical diagnosis, but we are all people. And there's a lot of common sense everywhere mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and resources. And perhaps that seems off track, but I say that to your listeners who may be going through something like this. Look for the common sense. Mm -hmm. Make friends with the people that are around you. And I don't mean friend, friend. I mean, find, you know, say hello. Find out what they do. Find out how their day is. You'd be surprised. They may know what time the neurologist comes in. <laughs> you know, I have to agree with you. I tend to believe in that as well. It's like, uh, you know, they're there on all those specific hours and uh, they don't need to keep track of anything else. But <laughs> and they're yeah. saying good morning and hi to people who are walking in. And out. I absolutely agree with that. Um, it's it's as you say, it's not sometimes what is actually in front of you but it is what is also that we're surrounded by and we can tap into all those areas as well um yeah absolutely my when i was going through this thing with my husband um the neurosurgical nurse was was a buddy she was she was like the front line it was the doctor who did the work but she knew all about everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Some of those uh, uh, physicians' assistants—I think they call them out here. <laughs> They're magnificent, yes. aren't they? They're magnificent and very knowledgeable. Everybody in the system has the capability of being helpful to you mm -hmm. if you are kind to them. You'd be amazed. Mm, is that's a wonderful word that you've just used, which is be kind to them. Um. I see so often when I am in these offices, when I'm taking someone there, where you know the the patients or individuals who are dealing with a lot as it is, they are of course unhappy with their own situation, and they tend to emanate that forward to those that are out there around them. Mm -hmm. um, part of it is is I I feel that um, you know here are the people who are attempting to help and assist. And if we can find the compassion, it, the compassion will also be returned. It goes back to what goes around comes around. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to, to be able to do that. Um, do you feel that uh, um, like during the steps of your program in your book, um, should people follow it from like the front cover? It's not a long book, actually. It's uh, it's it's wonderful. You can just download it. I'm gonna just show everyone here on the main camera here. If you can see it right there, and it's it's really wonderful because you know you download it and you just follow the steps. So, Shar, would you would you say that um, they should just read it from? the front page and just continue to follow the steps throughout the book? So the first thing I'd like you to do is go to my website, www.the-first, spelled out, dash step, S-T-E-P, dot com. And on the right side, you can download the appointment preparation worksheet for free. 
and that will give you a good start into my work. You can also review my blog if you'd like and take a look around and see if you'd like what you're seeing. If you're interested in more, you can always contact me or there is my book as well, Patient Power, which contains further explanation about how to use the appointment prep sheet. From there, telling a doctor what's going on or a healthcare provider what's going on is one side of the equation. The next side is you got to make sure you understood what they said. So I have devised an appointment summary form along with descriptions about how to use it with your provider. Your provider is going to love it because they can scan it right into their records. And then it's your words saying what you heard them say. If you've got something wrong, they're going to tell you. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that in the book. This is eliminating some of the record keeping that they need to do. My dream is to have providers supply this book to patients at some point. Until that mm. dream comes true, we're, we're going to supply it to you. So the seven-day dosage log is the next one that's there, and that is particularly helpful if you are keeping track of medications or supplements and increasing or decreasing so you can note side effects if you have any. So if you are increasing something and you start getting dizzy, and the doctor said, when did you get dizzy? You can say, I got dizzy on June 28th when I was at 30 milligrams of prednisone or whatever it is. That gives them very specific information about what's going on with you. It will also work, of course, if you're tapering medications. And if there are drug medications or supplement interactions, they will be able to see that clearly because you'll be giving them the information. The last one is a medical history and summary form, which is actually my very favorite one of the group. And the reason is because many times people have painful medical histories that they don't want to remember. They don't want to sit in an office and start thinking, did that happen in 1992 or 1991? Or when, when, when did I have that uh, breast cancer scare or whatever it was? This, you do it one time. You update it every year. It's got um, your surgeries, your allergies, your emergency contacts, your... Um, any accidents you've had, all those dates are right there. You think through it one time, you keep adding to it. I don't know about anyone but myself, but I know I need to write everything down or it's gone quickly. Mm -hmm. So this lets me write it all down one time. I add to it as things happen, and then I don't have to remember it. Many offices will just take that form from me and put it, scan it into their records and use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the idea here is we give them what they need. They spend less time on the computer. They spend more time with us. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. That's what I want for all of you, too. Absolutely. Like when you come into a doctor's office and um, quite often, you know, of course, there a lot of them are on a on a very strict time barrier. So to say. I call it a barrier. Right. Um, I, I, I do believe also, depending on on who the individual is, what I've encountered is even in the beginning when they're a little bit, you know, like you feel rushed at times. Um, what do you suggest uh, that people should do or how they should approach it? So that's a great question. So what do we do when we're feeling rushed by the provider? That is when it's especially important that we're very, very clear about what we need and what's going on with us, and that we not tell them stories 
unless they ask for stories. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if I've had insomnia and there's a whole backstory behind it, it's not necessary for them to have the backstory. It's more necessary for them to know when it started, how long it's been going on, what's happening now. Like almost like in a bullet point sort of way. Very matter of fact, very succinct. Just as I'm talking to you right now. Almost impersonal in a way. And insomnia is a very personal illness. Any illness is a very personal illness. But they need it clear. They need it as clear as you can give it to them so that they can use their brains, which are very busy, as are ours. All of us have very busy brains so that they can zero in on how to help you. You're kind of focusing the magnifying lens for them, the old microscopes. If you remember the old microscopes, we used to have to tune them to focus them clearly. That's what you're doing. You're tuning them into you. And one may say, hey, I'm paying this guy. It's his job to tune into me. And I hear you. We just want to help them do that. Much like we have a technical guy working on the Skype. We need him to help us so we can communicate here clearly. <laughs> you know, it's the same kind of thing. And he's doing that. Well, uh, yes. You can see the system. The system is the system. And mm -hmm. this is kind of a microcosm of the system. You yeah. know, the internet is not working the way it's supposed to today. So what are we doing? We're using our words and doing the best we can with our audio. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Very interesting this is happening on this adventure of a show we're having today. <laughs> <laughs> Patience, breathe, and keep moving. <laughs> communicate, that's, communicate, that's and exactly communicate. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Be nice to the Skype camera. There you go. <laughs> Be nice to your doctors, everyone, and everyone who supports them. And, you know, right. um, so... Hey. Um, so as far as being rational is concerned, just focus in, say what you need to say. And if, of course, if they need to know more, they will ask further questions. Right. And then say, take a nice breath, just like I'm doing with you right now. And say, let's see if I understood you mm. and feed it back to them. Did I get that right? Did I miss anything? Very helpful when you're there to have my appointment preparation worksheet on a clipboard with a pen and take some notes mm -hmm. as, the, as they're talking to you. Do not take notes as they're examining you, as that will get in their way. But as they're talking to you, take a couple notes. If you have a memory issue, as I do, feed it back to them. Ask them if you missed anything. Then comes the next part, which is digesting what they said and seeing if it makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. You might want to go to the bathroom for a second. You might want to say, I'm going to take a minute. They may say, okay, I'm going to leave. Fine. They can leave. They can go on to the next person. If you still have questions, you have options. Mm -hmm. You can ask a nurse. You can ask if the doctor can come back. You can make another appointment. You can show a little flexibility with their schedule. Now, in a perfect world, we shouldn't have to show flexibility. But we don't live in a perfect world. We live in an accommodating world, in a cooperative world where we work together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. And we have um, 
a comment that came in from our Dr. Glenn Woolman for you. Um, hey, Glenn. <laughs> it is great for the universe when a person finds their mission. We all benefit. Good work, Shar. That was from from our wonderful doc on the other side. <laughs> well, Glenn, back at you. I feel the same way about you. You mm -hmm. are a heroic doctor. Yeah, I think so, too. I agree. <laughs> um, so, Char, uh, with, with uh, individuals who are, like, working with a loved one um, uh, or an elderly person, uh, doing a lot of this pre-work, for example, it might uh, they might run into difficulties like like um if the person has a, a a memory issue or something like that how how would they proceed can you clarify the question a little bit i want to be sure i understand uh for example if i were working with somebody who has uh, who's elderly or who has you know uh an issue with their memory and not really remembering their past or what happened at the last doctor's appointment, etc. Um, you know, uh, I find that a lot of elderly people, they may have questions at the moment, but they've forgotten that question maybe the next day or the following day by the time it comes to the doctor's appointment. And sometimes, as they call it, the white coat syndrome, where they see the doctor and they freeze. <laughs> and everything else goes blank. Um, so... So how do you find it best to work with individuals like that? So individual, if I'm understanding your question correctly, you're talking about an individual with a memory problem. Yes. Was their own caregiver or do they have a caregiver or both? Yes. As for example, if I were working as their caregiver. Oh, well, first of all, that individual is very blessed if you are their caregiver or if anyone is their caregiver, mm -hmm. because a person with a memory problem who doesn't have a caregiver is in a much more difficult situation than one who has one. So the first thing is gratitude for the caregiver in my book. And you can open an appointment preparation worksheet that all of my material is downloadable. As you are noticing things, you can make notes. If you have an upcoming appointment in six weeks, you can make notes on that during that six-week period mm -hmm. of what you're seeing and when. And then perhaps solidify them right before the appointment. And if you have questions come up as you prepare, you can do the very same thing. You can write them down as you're preparing. Mm -hmm. In terms mm -hmm. of the appointment summary, if you are in the room with them, you can take notes. You can solidify the understanding. You can explain it back to the patient. And I can explain to you how to do all of those things. Is that answering your question? Yes, thank you, thank you. You know, it's, it's uh, I see that often where you know, or when people have a parent in uh, an assisted living facility or something of that sort, and you know, as we get older, we lose our memories, and um, and we don't, and a lot of these people may not see their parents or their loved one that often. So that's another situation where. Um, uh, when it comes to that doctor's appointment, when it is time to take them to that appointment, um, there's a lot of the history or the previous days before that you really don't know what they're doing, what they've been up to, 
um, what could have spurred on, you know, any pains or discomforts, um, and it's assisting those individuals who are the part-time caregivers or the <laughs> the ones that are actually taking them to the doctor and doing that communication. Is there anything that you could share with them that might help? Yes. Um, actually, I neglected to mention to you that I present seminars to home health care agencies in Michigan, mm. training their caregivers how to use this with the, their patients. So it is it does work with professional health caregivers as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can do the same kind of thing if you've got, you know, part-time nursing, nursing care in the home or a nurse's aide or something like that. They can be trained in the same system. Either I can train them privately or if they're working for an agency, I can work with the agency to train the staff. Either way. Right. So for them to actually uh, take the notes during the week yeah, uh, or the days yeah, that there, there's a, a complaint or something. Using a system, right, using a system, not a notebook, mm -hmm. not, not little post-it notes all over the place, <laughs> but using a, using a system. Post-it notes are great. I love, I adore post-it notes, but they're dysfunctional for this kind of communication where you need to be so organized and so concise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful. And it's not it. I really don't like to call it a system because system gives me the shivers. Um, <laughs> it's it's more like a you know it's a it's a placeholder. It's a it's it's meant to give you comfort and peace of mind because you've got something holding the information for you, so you don't have to hold it in your head anymore or worry about somebody else holding it in their head. Mm -hmm. It's all in one place. Kind of like what a binder does for a bunch of scattered papers. <laughs> you know, this is, my work is really meant to give you peace of mind and release you from remembering the details. That's and allow you to share those details with the people that can help you mm -hmm. in the easiest way possible. I think we have to turn your book into an uh, an uh, app. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have talked to somebody about turning it into an app, and I, um, it's on my agenda. It's it a, is on my agenda, actually. Uh, uh, Part of my vision. There you go. Well, yes, we'll have to have further communication about that. It It is quite something. It would be great to be able to, to t speak into it as well or, you know, all these new things of technology. Yes, but, and uh, on the other hand, there are those of us who like paper and pencil. That would right. be me. Um, and I wanted my work to appeal to the low tech as mm -hmm. well as the high tech. Of course. And so I see it. I see opportunities for with for high tech, and me and my beautiful purple pen, and my paper. We love each other. Yes, yes. Yes, there is something about writing down. See, that's that's the generation that we, we come from. <laughs> it's that right. pen and paper. Oh. Yes, I agree with you there. It's like, I, I, it's like, no, just give me that pen and paper. It's faster for me. <laughs> give me something to hang on to. Right. You know, how much can you hang on to an app? You know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Then again, I was I was very thankful for my iPhone when I was taking my uncle to see the doctor, and 
I'm I'm attempting to, you know, uh, uh, balance with him at the same time, communicate with the doctor was easier. I, I just said to the doctor, may I just record this conversation, please, so I can take notes when I go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I did. Very... I just turned it on and let it record. It's it's very, very handy. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there are virtues to it all. I'm working on embracing the app and embracing the technology there you as go. I embrace my purple pen. Good for you. Your purple pen and your purple shirt. <laughs> my purple water bottle. So, Shar, what what um, uh, what would you uh, share with our audience as um, uh, sort of an overall? I, I don't want to call it a tip because that's what we call it in. Um, magical medical tour but um the one piece of information to help an individual who may be stuck at this time um you know who might be who's in fear um because they might have found something out that of course they didn't want to hear and to be set into this world of you know insurance companies and doctors and things like that what would be the the few or the one or the two key points that you would you could share with them to help ease that their situation open your mouth and ask for help mm. ask whatever you believe in for help that's the first thing if you don't believe in anything then ask for help just the word just say help if you believe in something, ask that for help. Ask that, whatever it is that you believe in, to guide you to get whatever help you need. And though that may sound very airy-fairy, my work is actually very, very practical. And I believe that the spiritual goes with the practical. And when we ask for help and when we look for help, we will find it. But nothing happens when we isolate and nothing happens when we're ashamed and keep it to ourselves. Nothing changes. So we have to open up and ask for help. That would be my wish. And my wish would also be that you download that appointment preparation worksheet and that you call me because I, I am no great white hope here, but I have a passion for helping you get the care that you need. And I believe you deserve it. And I believe you deserve to make the choices that are right for you and to work with people who can actually help you. And that's what I want for every single person. It's mm -hmm. also what I want for every doctor mm -hmm. and every healthcare provider. I want them to be working with patients that will work with them. Let's work together. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Shar. Um, I want to remind our audience that um, uh, below the actual screen, if you scroll down, there is a comment box there, and uh, you can ask your questions and make your comments to Shar at any time. And we will, of course, notify her and uh, retrieve any answers that she can give you. Um, and you can always uh, find her through her website, the first step.
with dashes. The, the dashes dash. in between. <laughs> the dash first dash step dot com. And it's a lovely site. And uh, we definitely, definitely, I've I've already downloaded her book and and uh, gone through it. And it really is very concise, Shar, really wonderful, very clear and succinct. And it does help to simplify what you might be going through. Just do it step by step, exactly what her site says. And, uh, and Shar, you're open for consultations as well as teaching. And do you have an event coming up anytime soon, um, a, a teleclass or anything coming up soon? I am in the process of, um, I did a couple teleclasses, and I'm packages, packaging them so that you can download them um, without having to attend the class. Oh, the class good. has already been completed. And then if you have questions, you can send me your questions. And so that's what's on the horizon, as well as individual consults. And I'm working with Full Spectrum Family Medicine in East Lansing, Michigan, to do events for them based on patient power. They may actually be the first providers in Michigan to offer my work to their patients. Oh, so, so, yeah, that's a really big thing. They are a wonderful practice, and they want to supply patients with my work mm. so that they can work together. They believe in the concept. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's, it's always those first steps, isn't it? It's always I, those first steps that are going to make the difference for, for all of us. It's, you know, is that first step that you take and then the first ones who approach you and the first collaborations, it all begins there. Well, congratulations with that, Shar. It's very exciting. Thank you. Very exciting. Um, Thank you so much. And hopefully as, as this begins to hone in, it will be part of their medical system. I mean, there's so many insurance companies and carriers and providers here. <laughs> and it's so individual. So, you know... Um, we hope to be able to support you in spreading that. that Thank others you so much. Become interested to to create this awareness and and this support for their basically their clientele. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me today. It has been my honor. Thank you, Shar, for sharing with us your expertise today, and we look forward to continuing our collaboration and conversations with you as well. Um, and we want to thank our community for joining us and hope that um, you find balance in your health and, and helping those around you as well. And um, that uh, we, again, encourage you to go to Shar's site at um, the-first-step.com. And uh, thank you for joining us here on YHTV, which is yogahub.com. TV. So enjoy and have a wonderful week. Namaste.